Recorded live. Good evening. Welcome to Elder's Targeted Individual Community Call. It's Saturday, August 6, 2016. So I'm going to talk about something, and I have a link that you can go to. Um, it's actually, I linked it onto the uh, original screen. You can go to the TalkShoe, if you type in TalkShoe Chat Grabber, put my show number in there with this episode 824, and you can get the links because I'll also put it in there. So I went out today um, with my uncle's fiance. My uncle, let me explain something about targeting, too. Um, he is, He's uh, disabled right now. He uh, had lung cancer, so they they removed a third of the three lobes. There's three major lobes in the lung. And due to complications from chemotherapy and radiation treatment, although he's cancer-free, he lost another third of his lung. Basically, he has only one-third of the right side of his lung left. So he's severely disabled. Another portion of the complications caused some problems where there was a hole, that uh, tissue, that didn't close up, so it was causing chronic pain. So needless to say, and also due to complications from um, infections and uh, antibiotics, he ended up going into full renal failure, which is kidney failure. So he's in dialysis three days a week. He's about six feet tall and weighs about 128 pounds. So picture that. So we put him in the wheelchair because he'd probably have to stand for a long period of time. So we go in there and we're looking at bones because they told us that, you know, his fiance or I couldn't do anything on his account, which we knew. We just wanted to know what, what we could do. So they said, well, we can't give you any information. So then we got my uncle. We brought him back down to the Verizon, the Verizon store in San City, California, the general manager of that store, his name is Corey. You can see his picture on the link. And the other gentleman on the left-hand side was the clerk who basically sold the phone to my uncle that he really he didn't. He wanted the larger screen, Galaxy 7. And we told him that that was the one he wanted. He told him, but for some reason, this guy was probably told because we had already gone into the store and I am being targeted so they're probably instructed with the full compliance of the general manager, Corey, of the Verizon in San City to purpose while we're in the store. So they were going to deliberately get the wrong phone, bring it up, and then when, when I realized that it was the wrong phone because I saw the size of the phone, then... Uh, told them this is the wrong one. So then he goes, okay, so you want this phone? It's going to go from $28 a month to 33 So my uncle said, fine. The store clerk also took the phone that he had in his pocket, which was the size phone that he wanted, which was the larger screen Galaxy uh, it's a 7 or it's the Edge, where it looks like it's rounded. So he even showed us the phone. He goes, yes, that's the one he wanted. So he goes in the back, and about five minutes later, comes out and says, okay, here's the thing. We'll, we'll give you the, the phone, the larger screen phone, but you're going to have to pay a $35 restocking fee. That's extortion. See, we hadn't left the store. We were still in the store as a customer. They gave him the wrong phone that he did not pick. He wanted the larger screen, the Galaxy Edge. I guess that's what it's called. So instead of just complying and providing him with it, they got to make it more difficult. So you're talking to a man who's very weak, who doesn't want a confrontation because he doesn't have the energy for it, and he can barely breathe. In a wheelchair, 
trying to extort $35 out of him for a restocking fee of a phone while we're still in the store trying to upgrade to another phone. The general manager is thinking this whole thing is funny. His name is Corey, and he's in the picture, in the link, because I got a still shot of them. He took a picture of me. So needless to say, you know, it's like, what are you supposed to do? Pay another $35 because they gave you the wrong phone and you're still in the store? You haven't even walked out of the store yet. So I'm just, his fiance and I are just looking at each other. I turn around and looking at him, and I'm just looking at him going, this is ridiculous. So all of a sudden he goes to me, okay, you're talking about four grown men in that store. You'll see one of them in the picture. That one that sold the, the uh, items to us had tattoos all over his arm, as if he's intimidated by me because I'm looking at him. So he goes, he goes, you need to stop looking at me because you know you need. And it's like, what are you talking about? So right when he said that, I knew that this was fully orchestrated. They were attempting to falsely accuse, as if these grown men were under some type of threat because I was looking at somebody. With guy with tattoo on his arms and built. He could take me down in a single solitary heartbeat, and his ass knew it, but he was told to act like he was intimidated because I was looking at him. So I said, well, why? He goes, because I feel uncomfortable. And I said, maybe you should be. Because the things that are going through my head is, this man is extorting money out of a disabled man. Gets him the wrong phone, probably because he was told, because they knew we were going back to the store, and I happened to be targeted for them to give, sell him the wrong phone on purpose. Totally being guided by some handler from the state corporate and academia-sponsored, sanctioned, and covered-up domestic terrorist organization. So, of course, my uncle, who has a hard time breathing because he doesn't pretty much have the whole right side of his lung, doesn't feel good all the time because he's in dialysis three days a week, is only about 128 pounds when he should be like 160 to 170 pounds. Has no energy, and they're targeting not only me, but my uncle. How low is that? It's about the lowest form of absolute psychopathic scum that you get. Pure and concentrated psychopathy. Psychopathy, the dark triad of personalities that can recruit employees for a corporation like Verizon. They're number two in the cell phone market. Or are they number one? And they allow their employees to falsely accuse me. So when I said you should be basically ashamed of yourself for doing that, for having no compassion, because you were told not to. That you're going to treat me like shit or a family member like shit who didn't do anything to them other than go in there and try to upgrade and buy a new phone. Then to publicly try to humiliate me or try, you know, that's the whole threat assessment because I'm looking at someone, therefore they must be under threat. But this guy could kick my ass in a single solitary heartbeat along with the three other guys that they had in the store. You had a woman his fiance, who's about four feet nine and a hundred pounds, you got my uncle, who's 120, maybe 125, 128 pounds, and six feet tall in a wheelchair, without one lung, 
side of his right whole side of his lung in dialysis three days a week, and me just looking at someone and somehow we're posing a threat to these four grown men in the Verizon store in Sam City, California. In particular, the two people that you will see on my YouTube channel, well, you won't see it on the YouTube channel, but you'll see it in the link that I posted on my blog. They were under no threat, but they were told to make it look like they were under threat. False accusations is what they are. They're going to perpetrate someone, extort someone, and then when you look at them, they're going to try to act like they're the victims. They are perpetrating the extortion. They are falsely accusing me because I'm looking at someone and saying you should be uncomfortable for extorting from a disabled man. So then they tell, so then the, the general manager, because he's on cue, oh, I'm gonna, you need to get out of this store and you can't ever come back and you need to leave right now. So I'm outside of the store. I don't go back in. I asked the other manager of the store because there was another manager who had no idea what the two perpetrators were doing. He's completely clueless because they recruit the same type of personality types like psychopaths and sociopaths who don't have any problem targeting disabled people. So we're sitting there. So I'm outside, and I say, okay, I'm going to film this because I want to get it onto YouTube. So I call one of the guys. I'm on the phone at this point waiting with Verizon customer service because I'm done. Don't treat my family like that. So while I'm waiting, I I queue for the one guy to come out. So then the the general manager, he comes out of the store. Okay, the moment the general manager steps out of the store into a public space, he's now confronting me. I'm not trying to go back in the store. I I left at their request. I didn't open the door. I didn't touch the door. I was outside the door. The moment the general manager, Corey, walked outside of the store and started confronting me because his next job was because there were people wandering around. There's this word. There's a Costco and an office depot. I mean, office, um, yeah, office depot. You have uh, marshals and stuff. So there's people wandering around. So he wants to come out of the store into the public space to try to humiliate me and say I was threatening them when I did, all I said was, you know, you should be. You should be ashamed of yourself for extorting from a disabled man. But instead, they wanted to make it look like I was threatening them. These two guys and two other guys that are in the store who could have easily kicked our asses in a single solitary heartbeat. They were under no threat, but they attempted to give the false impression that they were. That's fraud. That's a Title 18, United States Code 1001. If they make any claims to law enforcement, I want them countersued for fraud. Because it's a false accusation and a false statement. <laughs> so then I so anyway, I come back and then I, I knock, you know, I look at the, the one guy, the manager who had no idea what was going on. So there's the general manager who's there perping. This is the guy who's supposed to be running the store. He's perping. And then you have this manager who's all, he doesn't know what's going on, so he has to ask them. 
So then he goes up to another clerk. I can see him in the window, and then he's trying to quietly explain that basically they're targeting us. So anyway, he comes out, and I just ask, what is the name of, you know, the, the store manager or the general manager and so-and-so, right? And so then the general manager, Corey, you'll see him in the picture. He's on the right side of the picture. He comes out of the store again and tries to confront me. But I'm not doing anything. I'm just waiting for my relatives to finish buying the phone that he didn't pick. But he didn't want to be extorted out of another $35 for a restocking fee when he hadn't even left the store. So then the general manager comes out again. I said, you know what? Let me tell you something. The moment you cross over that threshold from inside the store to outside, you are actually threatening me. And you've done it not once, but you've done it twice. I'm not bothering your customers. All I asked for was for one of them to come out so I could get the names, your name, and the store. He goes, well, you're not a customer, so we don't have to give you any names. This is the general manager of the Verizon store in San City, and he has a name tag by the name of Corey. And I have his picture, and if he is not Corey, then you have people in the store committing fraud at Verizon in San City, California. Because facial recognition will tell us whether that's Corey or not. And if it's not Corey, who has a T-shirt and wearing a Verizon uniform posing as an employee for a major telecommunication corporation, and this man may not even be an employee. And if he is, then Verizon had better do something about it because they are making false accusations about people because they're being told that it's okay to do that. So my uncle's upset because I'm basically, he's going, she didn't say anything. So I'm outside the store. I'm waiting. And I'm on the phone with Verizon. So I finally get through to a Joshua. And I explained the whole situation. But it was almost as if Verizon already knew what transpired. And the information was already being processed in the corporate offices about what they did to me and what they did to my uncle. But like I said, the moment the general manager walked and crossed outside from the store into the public area and confronted me when I wasn't even talking to him, he was threatening me. I wasn't banging on the door. I simply asked one of them to come out, which he complied, and I said, please give me the names. I wasn't argumentative or anything. I just wanted their names. So when I got, and I said, I'm on customer service to the, the Verizon, and I want to give them the names. But I didn't have to, which was really interesting. Verizon pulled up the names, and they know exactly who these people were, and they said, we will be dealing with it on our end. So think about that. They saw me coming in. They knew we'd probably come back because she said, oh, we'll, we'll bring them back. So automatically, the first thing the handlers do is they jump into action and they try to recruit whatever civilians are working within the confines if they're not already recruited, and they tell them to do specific things. And they comply. Because when the guy went back there, he didn't come out for another five minutes. 
he could have found the phone and come back out. But as soon as he came out, he had his, he had his talking points. Yeah, we'll give you the phone, but you have to pay $35 because they knew that I would react to extortion, especially extorting my sick uncle who we had to get dressed in order to come down there to verify his account so that we could upgrade his phone. This is how sick and twisted and psychopathic this perpetrator community is. This state corporate and academia sponsored, sanctioned, and covered up domestic terrorist organization truly is. They are pure and concentrated sadistic psychopaths. And they're trying to recruit people to think and be just like them. They are not the best and the brightest. They are the weakest links in all of humanity because they have the dark triad in psychopathologies. Birds of a feather flock together. So Corey and the salesperson, now you're published. You shouldn't take orders from people And you shouldn't act or accuse just because somebody else tells you to do something. Or maybe you're part of the perpetrator community who already knows about the exploitation of an unwilling hostage. But what you don't get to do is you don't get to target my disabled uncle. Because that's when you cross another line. So my bottom line is this is a document legally about what employees from within the Verizon Telecommunication Corporation did to my disabled uncle and to falsely accuse me in their store when they knew that I was not posing any threat. They were told to do that because they're trying to publicly state that somehow I'm a threat. But the real threat is this state corporate and academia sponsored sanction and covered up domestic terrorist organization, and their radicalized extremist civilian network of recruits, their so-called community liaison and neighborhood watch programs, have been radicalized into extremism who are committing indiscriminate acts of violence against unarmed defenseless human beings, including a disabled man. That's how low this domestic terrorist organization is. Yet the State corporate and academia, not to mention local law enforcement, don't do jack fucking shit to put a stop to it. That is pretty low when you're told to target or you choose to because you're a part or you think that you have a right to do that to people who haven't done anything to you. I'll never be silent. I feel bad for my uncle because he thinks, oh, my God, they're going to call the police on her and she's going to be arrested. So I'm trying to tell him, hey, at least, at least I didn't get arrested and you weren't bailing me out of jail. Because that's the type of stuff that they do. They set up people after they do something like extortion or get the phone that my uncle didn't even pick. They deliberately do that. And then they try to turn around and falsely accuse you 
But instead of being silent like I did and like I'm always going to do, I'm going to go all the way up to the corporate offices, and I'm going to say, you guys need to put a stop to it. And if you have employees that are actively participating, then you need to get them out of your corporation because they are not the best and brightest. They are the weakest link in all of humanity. They are psychopaths and sociopaths who don't give a shit about people. So instead of being silent, I do my recordings, and if I have, if I have photos, I post it because I want everybody to know who these people are that think it's okay to target other people just because some handlers tell them or because a domestic terrorist organization with their civilian cult of sleeper cells think it's okay to do that. I don't live in Nazi Germany or Stasi East Germany. I don't live in Stalin's Russia or Pol Pot Vietnam or Swarto, or Pinochet, authoritarianism, or North Korea. I live in the United States of goddamn motherfucking America, and I'll be goddamn if I'm going to put up with this domestic terrorist bullshit. <laughs> 